When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into First Take. I'm Victoria Arlen alongside Kimberly Martin, Marcus Spears, and it's Wednesday, so you know that Mad Dog yes, is sir. here and sitting in uh, Stephen A's <laughs> it's chair. It's a big time chair, uh-huh. right, Marcus? Say something funny, Marky, baby. <laughs> We can't oh, hear him. Oh, he's that funny. He's that funny. Uh, we can't, can't quite hear him. fix the microphone. Yeah, no, we'll fix the mic. We'll fix the mic. But we're doing, we're doing good, folks, yeah? Yes, we're doing well. Everybody have a nice Christmas. Kimberly? Yeah. Flew home from Houston. Houston, you did the year. We got another. Browns. Well, you, yeah. The Browns play Thursday night, so you don't have to go to Cleveland this week. I will be in studio. Announced studio. Wow. Right. I right. New York. Okay. I will not be in Cleveland for that. No, game. no, no, no. <laughs> That's okay. It'll be a lot warmer, I think, yes, in I the studio. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get, let's get things rolling because uh, the Dallas Cowboys had a bit of a frustrating 22-20 loss against the Miami Dolphins that came down to a last-second field goal. And at this point, in order to play at least one playoff game at home, the Cowboys will need to win their final two games against the Detroit Lions and Washington Commanders or have the Eagles lose one of their last two games remaining. But Jerry Jones, what do you have to say about your team's current status? Trying to be as realistic as I could. Uh, I wouldn't trade our position uh, for a better one today. Uh, And it has everything to do with how healthy we are at key spots. I think Dak's the best he's been in his career. And I think if you can go into uh, this part of your season in the NFL and your quarterback is playing at this level, uh, you've got an outstanding chance to uh, uh, come home happy. All right, well, the Cowboys have yet to lose in Dallas this season, averaging a league-best 40 points in those contests. But it's a different story on the road where they score 18 fewer points per game and have lost the turnover battle in all five losses. Not a great position to be in, but Mad Dog, what's more likely? Oh, we got Marcus back. Oh, there we, we go. We got Marcus back. All right, Marcus, I'm can sorry. we hear you? I'm sorry. There we go. Dog. You're yeah. in the money right. chair. You're in the, him you're in the money <laughs> chair. <laughs> Yeah. It's, him it's, live, it's live. It's live television. No, it's not get too macabre, right? We just got we just got started. All right, Marcus, I'm going to start with you. What's more likely, uh, Dallas yeah. one and done, or make the conference championship? Conference championship, and a, and a lot of this is not just about Dallas. It's about the inconsistency outside of Dallas with other teams outside of the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to take the 49ers game against the Ravens as just a one-off. I don't think that team will be that bad. It, it was five turnovers, five total turnovers or four, whatever it was. I, don't, I just don't believe that they are going. that's going to happen to them again. If it does, I'd be shocked. Let me just say that. But when you look at Dallas, we've seen them play at the highest level, as high a level as anybody in the NFC, and we've seen them be super inconsistent on the road. But I think this team, honestly, with the way to Jerry's point, like Jerry say a lot, all right, that sometimes I disagree with, but I do agree with the fact that his quarterback played well. Dak didn't have like a phenomenal game against the Miami Dolphins, but it still should have been good enough to give that team an opportunity to win the game. And when you look at 
Dallas, it just take it, take it for what it's worth. The problem for Dallas has been the inability to run the football and the inability to stop the other team from running the football. And when you start talking about one and done, that's my only concern. But I do believe that this team can galvanize. And if things go the way that they like to play games, they can have a tremendous run and try to get to an NFC championship. I just think, I, I believe that the 49ers are that monster that's staring them in the face. The Detroit Lions also, because the conflict and styles in which they play. Now, I don't know what the first game is going to be. I don't know who they're going to have. That's Mad Dog area. That's other people area smarter than me. I don't project who they're going to have to play in wild card, who they're going to play in week two. I don't know. I'll know week two because we'll watch the playoffs. But ultimately, I think this team has a, a good as shot as anybody else to make the NFC championship on that side of the playing field as long as they don't see the 49ers before that. Yeah, uh, listen, I can't pay attention to Jerry Jones, Dan Marcus on these radio shows. I mean, my God. He never says anything that's that interesting. You're you driving around Dallas yesterday, you got to hear Jerry Jones. I mean, really? The day after Christmas? <laughs> yes, too. Yes, uh, enough. Too. I know, but I can't take it. Uh, listen, why would Dallas there, Marcus? I don't understand. Why would Dallas have a run here this year that's any different than last year? They can't win on the road. They got buried in Buffalo. They lost a bad game in Miami, a penalty in that last drive. They only scored 20 points. They fumbled at the one-yard line. They're going to have to go on the road again. They're not going to get win the division. They're not going to get any home games. I grant you, I'll give you the quick little rundown on the wild card and the divisional round. They're going to play the NFC South winner on the road. First game, should they beat Tampa? Mm-hmm. Yes, they should beat Tampa. But then if there's no upsets, where are they going in round two? San Francisco. Because they're going to have the top oh, seed. Lord. So they're going to play at San Francisco in the divisional round, not even in the conference championship game. You got some of they were playing in Philly. Yeah. Maybe we got something going on. San Francisco will be that first full weekend, not the Eagles. And because of that, Dallas That's won't get problem. to a championship game. I love you, Mad Dog. Uh, so I agree with both of you. History tells us we should not trust the Cowboys at all. Marcus, you brought up a great point of what is plaguing the Cowboys right now. Their inability to run the ball consistently, especially with Dak, Tony Pollard being able to score near the goal line. And then also their inability to stop the run. When you look at the NFC, the type of teams they would be facing, there's some strong rushing attacks there. However, Mad Dog, here is where I will counter you, my beloved friend. If there ever was a year where we might throw history out the window for a second. Is it not this one? When you look at the field, there are lots of questions about a lot of teams. Even San Francisco, I think that was a bad game. But a lot, there are still questions about their quarterback. The, the Eagles, there are questions about their quarterback, their offense, their defense. The Lions, wonderful. We are so happy for the Lions winning the division for the first time in 30 years. But you do have questions about their consistency and their ability to show up in the playoffs because this is a place that they really don't go. So, again, Mad Dog, I tell you. Yeah, I, I tell you, with Dak Prescott, we don't know which Dallas team we will see, and that is the big question. But if not now, I think this is a perfect year for Dallas to take over. Marcus is right. He's played really well, Marcus. But, again, do you trust Dallas to win three road games in a row in the postseason? I don't. You trust them? I do not. I do, I do not, based on what we've seen this season. But, Mad Dog, you know this as well as I know, because you've been covering this game a long time, and Kmart is there on the sidelines talking to these players. The temperature changes in the playoffs. 
And me and you and Stephen A. Mad Dog had a conversation earlier this year that wasn't a the, – the game looked bad, but that wasn't a blowout by the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs last year. That oh, was that just great. Dallas having some Good game. awful – Awful yep. offense, right? Even with the turnovers with Dak, it was not a it, – it, that game wasn't 42-10 like the one we saw earlier this year. It's in my heart of hearts, Mad Dog, because I do not think – I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I truly believe that. But my only, my only step back to saying Dallas being one or done or a conference championship is the fact that, one, this is football – you're always an injury away from everything changing. And I don't know how I don't know the situation with Trent Williams with the San Francisco 49ers. But if there is an issue, that's a big issue. When we start talking about trying to make a run and Tyron Smith with the Cowboys, will he be available? Which is another big one. So as we start looking at the overall picture in the playoffs, there are way more elements than just saying these two teams are going to be on the field and this is what's going to happen because this is what we've seen happen. We've seen Detroit look like world beaters. We've seen Detroit get pummeled. We've seen Dallas look like world beaters. We've seen Dallas get pummeled. We've seen the San Francisco 49ers without Debo and Trent Williams go 0-3 on the road in the AFC. And then we just saw them get uh, beat, beat bad by the Baltimore Ravens. This is the one year, to Kmart's point, where you literally have no idea. Mad Dog, the Kansas City Chiefs look terrible. None of us would have said that before the season started. Buffalo sitting here with an opportunity to get into the playoffs, and we talking about them maybe being the most dangerous team when they were three weeks ago sitting at 6-6 six and six in the NFL season. So if any other time, to Kmart's point, which I think is the best one in this conversation, this would be the year where we sitting here scratching our heads saying, how in the hell did the Detroit Lions and the Buffalo Bills end up in the Super Bowl? <laughs> this is the year that we would say that. <laughs> Good point. And they finally would have one of those franchises win one. Yeah. Uh, they've never won one, yeah. Alliance no. And you want to see a team that hasn't, hasn't, hasn't won one for yep. sure. But, Mad Dog, how confident, given everything you've heard, are you with uh, the Cowboys winning one on the road? I, 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 am not confident. On the road? I am not confident, Victoria. I do not think that Dallas uh, – listen, I think they beat Tampa. They beat them last year with Brady. I think they win a playoff game on the road. I think Marcus agrees. Kimberly agrees. I know that Tampa's played well, <laughs> and he's had a good year. You know, Mayfield's done a nice job for them. Got and they nice played bonus, too. Yeah, they got a nice bonus. They got four in a row. They've done a good job. So I don't want to knock Tampa. Mm-hmm. They beat some decent teams. They won at Green Bay. They beat Jacksonville. But Dallas should beat them. But then, theoretically, as it stands right now, and I understand topsy-turvy year, who knows, Dallas would go to San Francisco. They don't play well against the Niners. They don't beat the Niners. They don't play well in that stadium. Marcus's point last year, the game was close. They could have won. But generally, they don't play well out there, and they don't play well against this team. I don't see them beating the Niners. Listen, until I'm going to take the one seats. Right now, to me, it's Ravens, Niners in the Super Bowl. Okay. But here's the thing, Mad Dog. Which I think we would love to see. Which – I don't know if you know this, but that was my preseason Super Bowl. Was it really? Yeah, I nice picked the Ravens over the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Excellent. Lamar, MVP there. That too. That too. Wow. That too. That too. Um, but, Mad Dog, the question is, do you believe the Cowboys can win a playoff game on the road? The question isn't, do you think the Dallas Cowboys can beat the 49ers on the road? Of course this team can win Thank a playoff game on the road. So his answer is yes. 
that's no, they're going to win in Tampa. Yeah. They're going to win in Tampa. I mean, my like, question is a lousy yeah. question. So say they're yes. They're going to win in Tampa. <laughs> so yes, say yes. Don't shoot the we messenger, okay? It's minutes. <laughs> it just waits 10 minutes because you want to go through all that and start saying yes. They can win in Tampa. I just want to uh, add, though. You are absolutely. My bad. My bad, B.A. My bad. No, go you go. You go. Just talk your stuff. Tell what you meant. Well, he's sitting, sitting in Stephen A. C. He's sitting in Stephen A. seat and it's already rubbing off on him. Because last year, Stephen A. went down there to Tampa and told Dak Prescott daddy, daddy. for his face. That they were not going to win the game, and Dak was going to throw two interceptions. <laughs> we didn't ask you, Mad Dog, can they win a playoff road game? You just sat here and said they could beat Tampa. They should beat Tampa. So just say yes so we can get to the damn next topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. They can win right. Tampa. Right. They will <laughs> win a road game. We all agree. Speaking of Stephen A., though, uh, he's already tweeted out about this position. <laughs> which oh, my God. That's he says, how dare you, Mad Dog? How dare you? The unmitigated. Gall of you to sit in my chair and be so disrespectful. You are in a world of trouble when I get back. Remember, it's a huge responsibility sitting in that chair. Can you measure up? Enjoy this moment. It will be your last time. Yes, for sake of watching Mad Dog, I'm always watching. You know, Steven, Ooh, 7 o'clock in the morning, take a day <laughs> off for crying out loud. Well, yeah, doesn't he have, yeah, doesn't he have minds to rehearse? Let us do our show with him anyway. Crying out loud. Oh, Mad, Dog. Mad Dog, Mad Dog, Mad Dog. He probably, he probably shooting his, uh, his, his stories. He probably his having to do that. Or he trying to promote that stupid book. <laughs> I got in trouble. Uh, all that podcast. All that book. podcast that he's going around talking about. That don't be podcast. No, no. All right. We, oh got, we got to keep this moving. Marcus and Kimberly are going oh. to be back with us. But uh, it was a history uh, that basketball fans in Detroit were not looking forward to experiencing Tuesday night, but the Pistons couldn't redirect course, dropping their 27th straight game with a 118-112 loss to the Brooklyn Nets. And here's head coach Monty Williams after the game. You have to be real about where we are. Nobody wants something like this attached to them. The bottom line is it's, it's, it's my job. It's my responsibility. You know, basketball is what we do. You take pride in it because you want to win. And we just haven't done that. And, again, that's on me. It weighs on us every day. I mean, everywhere. It weighs on me. All right, well, the Pistons' losing streak is now the longest single-season losing streak in NBA history and the second-longest losing streak in not just NBA history, but also in the NFL, NHL, and MLB. Historically speaking, now the trailing the 76ers, of course, who lost 28 consecutive games spanning the 2014 and 2015 seasons. So we got to talk about this. Let's bring in Kendrick Perkins and Brian Windhorst. All right, Perk, should the Pistons be this bad? No, they shouldn't. I mean, they're an NBA team losing 27 in a row. Well, make it 28 in a row because they're going to lose tomorrow night to the Boston Celtics. I have a better chance of having breakfast in the morning with Beyonce and Oprah than they do of beating the Celtics tomorrow. So we might as well say that's 28 in a row. That's number one. Number two, they shouldn't be this bad, right? And when you think about it, they have a lot of young, good players, elite talent. That's going to be that has a very promising future. When you look at Kay Cudnam, when you look at Ivy, 
Asua Thompson is going to be nice in the future. You know, Marvin Bagley the third could, he could bump and grind a little bit and play in that paint. So when I think about the the Pistons and where they are right now, it's just tough. I wanted I wanted to come on here right, and I wanted to be like Mad Dog, and I wanted to go on this rant about how they should fire Money Williams, how he should be out the window, change the scenery, but that's not going to happen. They just paid him $78 million this past offseason. And look, Mad Dog, I see you looking at me crazy. Either you can't see or you disagreeing with what I'm saying, but either way it's cool. Here's the problem that I – here's another thing. I was on the ball club that lost 18 games in a row mm. before I won the NBA championship. I was on the team where they were yelling – the fans were yelling, fire Doc Rivers. Well, we had the youngest team in the league, right? And we just couldn't get it together. They're facing a lot right now. It's still no excuse whatsoever. But you have to remember this. Every team that they're facing is trying not to be that team that they're able to break their losing streak against. Perk, the news is worse than that because their next two games – are against the Celtics. It's a baseball series in Boston. Look out for that one. I want to take you guys back to last February, right before the All-Star break. The Pistons beat the San Antonio Spurs in a double overtime game. Very forgettable. Both teams were tanking. I doubt the players even remember the game. Since that game, mid-February 2023, the Pistons are 4-51. and 4-51. and We can look at this losing streak and say, oh my God, it's only part of the story. Four and fifty-one. I'm a Browns fan. The worst part about going zero and sixteen was that it came after a season when they went one and fifteen. Okay, so you look at this now. Last year, you can say, well, they were tanking. They were tanking at the end of the season for Wembenyama, and I guess that that's true. By the way, the tank was an absolute disaster. They had the number one chance to get to win the lottery. They had the worst record by five games, and they got the fifth seed. They got the absolute worst outcome in the lottery that could possibly happen. It was a disaster. But the thing that makes this start so shocking and so really unexplainable is that they're not tanking anymore. When they went into the offseason, they traded for veteran players. Now, those guys aren't contributing. Joe Harris and Monty Morris, they're not contributing. As you said, Perk, they paid Monty Williams almost $80 million, the biggest contract in the history of the NBA for a coach at that time. They didn't go into the season tanking. This is supposed to be the improved Detroit Pistons that have lost 27 in a row. Now, you may say, well, how did it possibly get here? Over the last four years, as they've been doing a rebuild, their GM, Troy Weaver, who I know you know well, Perk, from your time in Oklahoma City, uh, he drafted a bunch and acquired a bunch of point guards and centers. That's not the worst idea in the world. There's a whole bunch of championship teams over the decades, as Mad Dog will tell you, that were built around point guards or centers. The thing about it is none of them can shoot. None of them. Well at all. He's only really drafted one player who's a marginal shooter, and that's Sadiq Bey. He traded him last year for another center in James Wiseman. So you look at the Pistons, and every single night in the year 2023, now 2024 about, they are destroyed at the three-point line. They are the worst three-point shooting team by number of makes, the worst by number of attempts, and they are second worst in percentage. They get 
obliterated every night at the three-point line. They're also one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA. They get obliterated every night on the boards just about. I think they've lost the rebounding advantage like nine of the last ten or something like that. So this is just basic basketball, guys. You come into a game, the other team outshoots you from three every night, and you get rebounded, out-rebounded every night. You don't have a chance. And you look at player by player and you can break it down. But that is the bottom line. And I have no idea where they're going to go now because they really can't even explain why they're as bad as they are. 100%. You guys are right on top of it, Perk. I'm not going to rant because you were right on it and gave good stuff, good analysis. Brian, I don't like the 28, by the way, because that's over two seasons. So I don't look at the Sixers. To me, streaks are one year. Batting streaks, winning streaks, losing streaks. It's a one-season thing. So I don't even pay attention to the 28. And they're going to break that anyway because, as you guys said, they're going to lose to the Celtics the next two games. They only got one big player. Cunningham's a good player. And he didn't play at all. He got hurt. He's a good player. He's a good, he scored 41 last night. He's a good NBA player. But Perk, what you said is 100%. They are now in a very rare situation because of the losing streak. They're getting everybody's best effort. Even the Celtics are not going to want to lose to them tomorrow night. And they have to come off a big road trip where they killed the Lakers and Clippers. They killed Sacramento and lost a close game to Golden State. They're coming home. And that first game off a trip is tricky. And even they're going to want to beat Detroit. So now Detroit's got this long losing streak in which every team that they play, even a marginal team that they could beat like the Nets last night, they're going to get their A game because nobody wants to be the team to lose the the Pistons, uh, to snap the Pistons losing streak. They might lose 34, 35 in a row. And here's the other thing. They were 2-1. and They were 2-1. and It's one thing to have a 26-game losing streak when you're, you know, you start the year, uh, you know, 8-30. and They they won two of their first three. They were thinking good things in Detroit, a team that won back-to-back titles with Chuck and that great Pistons team in the 90s, and now they've lost all these games in a row. And you guys are right. They're going to lose three or four more before they finally win a ball game. Now, real quick. But but, but see, Nick. Oh, Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Victoria. Well, I just just want to follow up with you, Mad Dog. Real quick, who do you think should have more wins or will get more wins? Lions or the Pistons? Yeah, Lions have 11. They'll probably get to 12. Yeah. So that means the, the NBA record is Philadelphia, who won nine games. You know, that team back in the early 70s before they got Julius and McGinnis and they became the really, you know, they won. <laughs> They're going to win more than nine games. Mm-hmm. I would think, Perk, I'll let you answer it. They should win more than 11. I'd say they win 15 games. They should win more than the Lions will win this year in the NFL. No, they won't. They wow. they will not. The Lions wow. will have oh. the Lions will have more wins. The line, look, and this is look. You know, you know what's crazy. I believe this time next year we'll be having a different conversation about the Detroit Pistons. These young guys are going to learn so much from this from this situation. But I will say this: Monty Williams, they did pay you seventy eight million, close to eighty million dollars, to coach one of the highest paid coaches in the league. You got to adjust. We didn't see Greg Popovich adjust. We didn't see so many coaches, Rick Carlisle adjust. You have to adjust. You have to go into this locker room and speak these young guys' language. You got to make them convinced. You got to convince them to buy into your system. Wendy, you talked about the, the rebound, and that's effort. So if you're not getting effort, what are you really speaking in that locker room? You got to get it together. 
Yeah, you got to get it together because look, they'll, your last win was. They'll get more than twelve wins, Victoria, yeah. but it may may not be till April. <laughs> it may oh. come right down to it. <laughs> oh boy, that's going to be rough because their last win was their home opener in uh, October, I believe, on the twenty eighth. So that's a little rough. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in the U.S. Call 877 8 HOPENY or text HOPENY 467 369 for New York. Call 1 800 Next Step in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1 800 327 5050. For Iowa, 1 800 BETS OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1 800 981 0023. For West Virginia, visit 1 800 Gambler.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. My 2024 New Year's resolution, if I'm not already, is to be the best dressed on-air personality at ESPN. That's right, Stephen A., Ryan Clark. If I'm not already, I'm going to leave no doubt in 2024. We love resolutions. We also love that that vote of confidence. I don't know. I saw I saw Shannon's Christmas suit. Uh, it 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 makes a good it loud? run to to was it loud. No, it was it was very well. Put together, where it was very festive. And it clearly, no, not paying no, attention to Mad Dog. No well, one, Dog needs to be an no one is taking over our yes, There needs to be a little combination. Sometimes. Come on, yeah, Marcus. You no say one, no one's taking no over one is taking over RC. 
Yeah. No one's I mean, taking over our well, Ryan, dress. Ryan's no one. the best dress man we have yeah. here. We got, we got a triple tie over here. I think oh, we, we got Shannon, R.C., and Stephanie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing, you know? We're, we're just, just here. We're just hanging out. We're just like we're just like the curtains hanging around, like just adding more let's action to it. Let's not get crazy. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> All right. Let's go from the best dress to a battle of the teams with the best records in the league. Lamar Jackson took control of the MVP race by outdueling 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. Jackson threw for 252 yards and two touchdowns while leading Baltimore in rushing with 45 yards. Meanwhile, Brock Purdy threw a career-worst four interceptions. Now, the Ravens now lead the way in the AFC with a 12-3 record and can not only clinch the division in Week 17, but can secure the one seed going into the playoffs with a win over Miami on Sunday. Now, this is looking a lot like Baltimore's 2019 season when Jackson won NFL MVP and the Ravens for the AFC's number one seed. But, Kimberly, do you still have questions about Lamar in the playoffs? Still, I never had questions about yeah. Lamar in the playoffs. I know Doug is probably going to hit me with some back-in-the-day stats from, like, 1820 or something like that. But <laughs> I'm going to say in the present because what I see in the present is a different guy. Now, I spent time in, in Baltimore last week sitting down with A Flowers. We talked about Lamar. And I talked to people in that organization from top to bottom about the difference in Lamar. He is playing free. He's back to playing with a clear mind, and he's having fun. The the contract situation last year, that that in the offseason, that weighed on him. All of that is gone. The pressure is gone. He has weapons now. So when we talk about his MVP season from 2019, unanimous MVP selection, the dude has weapons at wide receiver. He's he throughout his career he's been asked to do more with less and now he's got the bag, he's got the roster. And the best thing about Lamar this season is that he has elevated his game to the point of it is not people think, oh, well, he's just going to run the ball. He's going to tuck it and run. No, he's not. He's using his legs to buy time to beat you downfield. He is literally scoping out the scene, figuring out how can I beat you when you think I cannot. And that's what I love about Lamar. All the questions that we can, the goalposts with this kid keep moving. And every time he's answered the call, so I don't have any doubts about Lamar. I don't have any doubts about this Ravens team. Like I said, preseason, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. So uh, I'm, I'm good on Lamar. Well, listen, in all sports, there is a regular season performance level, mm-hmm. not as a postseason performance level. A perfect example, I'll bring up the baseball, is Clayton Kershaw, who is a great three-time uh, Cy Young Award winner. He's got an ERA of 248. He's got an ERA of 248 in the, in the regular season. His what ERA in the postseason is 445. <gasps> no. And he's going to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And he is one of the great pitchers in the history of the sport. Yet in the postseason, he can't pitch. And he's had a million starts. Now, listen, until Lamar does it in the postseason, can we, pull, can we put the brakes on just a bit? He's going to win the MVP. Deserves it. And I'll give him a little break as far as a couple of those games in postseason play. Last year he didn't play. He's 1-3 in the postseason. His quarterback rating is not great in the postseason. And this year... There is a huge boulder on that franchise's back. That AFC is very – they should win the AFC. They're going to have two home games. They're going to have a bye. Mahomes and the Chiefs are off. Buffalo's going to have to be on the road. Nobody believes in Miami on the road in a big game. Let's be honest. Should Baltimore – and I, don't you think that Baltimore is the odds-on, clear-cut favorite to get out of the AFC? I did. All right. So you have a quarterback who's never won, won one playoff game. He's walking into a big situation – all the pressure in the world's on him. 
Can I see him win a couple of games in a postseason before I can possibly say well, that is that, that I that I have no qualms whatsoever when he's never done it before? Can I see a couple wins? Okay, I'm elected. No, Marcus. No, Marcus. No, why can't I? Why can't no, I? you why? don't need to see him. You don't need to see him because Kmart just eloquently told you that the team around Lamar Jackson is better than they were when you started talking about this damn one and three record in the playoffs. Man, dog, he has the best defense in the league, okay? He has way better weapons than he's had in those playoff runs. Man, dog, can we surmise that the only reason why the Ravens made it to the damn playoffs is because Lamar Jackson was on the team? Can we can we say that? We saw Greg Roman run the, the, the offense that was not the right offense in order to take him into the playoffs to have a tremendous amount success. Hey, man, I just want you to be optimistic, okay? Can we have optimistic mad dog today? I don't want the negative mad dog. I think this iteration of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens is the best team he's been on since he's been there. And you know what they've done since he's been there, mad dog? Won a lot of games, okay? The playoffs are different this year, to your point. They should be the clear-cut favorite to go to the uh, to the championship because of what we see happening with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what Buffalo is going to be, but Buffalo is going to be scary if they get into the playoffs, if they get into the playoffs. But Lamar Jackson and this Baltimore Ravens team is the best team in the league, and they the best team in the AFC. And the reason why I don't have questions about Lamar Jackson, because Lamar Jackson now is playing in a very similar offense to the one that won him the Heisman Trophy when he was in Louisville. This is familiar to Lamar Jackson. He's got on the same page with Zay Flowers. He's doing this without Mark Andrews. They just beat the hell out of the San Francisco 49ers without Mark Andrews, okay? Mad Dog, be optimistic today. Don't be a hater. Let the man say no. Say no, Mad Dog. Say no, I do not have questions because I have this whole season to tell you why I don't have questions. We can do that. It's okay. It's okay. And this is love coming from me, my brother, not Mad. We we love Mad Dog. But before you scribble down another note from the 1800s, here's my thing. We didn't, you know, you're sitting in Stephen A's chair right now. Did we have questions about you? Would you be able to rise to the occasion on this particular Wednesday? I mean, we're looking at the body of work, right, throughout the season. You know what, Mad Dog, he's engaging. He gives us facts. He gives us knowledge. Every Wednesday, we are, we are enlightened. We are, he, you drop sports knowledge every Wednesday, but you had never sat in Stephen A's seat. That's a big, those are big, uh, the pressure's on, buddy. That cold open, on, like, man, that's dog. a lot. Come on, talk and, to me. And, and we didn't have doubts about you because we've seen your body of work. But here you are questioning Lamar Action Jackson. I just don't see it. I don't uh, uh, Let me throw one little negative there to make Oh, Lamar, no. Make <laughs> he didn't he lose two bowl games? Didn't he also lose two bowl games? Lost two. Um, yeah, man, dog, that was what was around him. Yeah. Mm. Um, so he's one in five. Oh, no, mad dog. I think Can I see a couple of big wins before we put him in the Hall of Fame? I, oh my God! We're not getting Can we tone it down just a bit? Hey, and on, I would say the same note. thing about Purdy, by the way. I'd say the same thing about Purdy. But yeah. On a serious note, though, man, dog. On a serious note, all right. To me, like getting to the football part of this. To me, this is the reverse of what happened with Matthew Stafford coming over to the Rams. You remember the you remember the conversation about Matthew Stafford before he got over? Then yep. he was surrounded by a level of elite talent and was able to go get it done. This this to me 
is about, this is more about Lamar's supporting cast. I've literally never had questions about Lamar in the playoffs. I've had questions about his supporting cast and the situation he's walking into in the playoffs. This year is completely different. And man, dog, you, me, and Kmart can look at this team and say this is the best and most different way that the Baltimore Ravens have won games. They've won a lot of regular season games. They've had tremendous regular seasons. But we can sit here with objective eyes and say, you know what? This looks a lot different. This defense is a lot better than those defenses that he had when we start talking about the, the season in totality. This offense is better and has more layers and allows for him to be more of a playmaker than the one that that he was playing in with, with Greg Roman. And that was great. So I think all of those things should bring you home, Mad Dog, and it, say, man. no, I don't have questions I'll about this. Right now, and if, I think, Buff, if Buffalo plays at Baltimore, Baltimore, I'm coming to work in a Josh Allen T-shirt. Oh, goodness. Well, well I, think, right <laughs> I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about consistency. And you're always consistent, dropping sports knowledge on us. And it's and what you both are saying is it's the consistency. We're not taught like the Chiefs. They have not had the consistency. The Ravens have. Yes. So that consistency yep. creates momentum. You write want that down, momentum. That's 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 the Ravens yeah, have been consistent. Yeah, they play like, if they yeah. played like they do in the, in the postseason like they did on Monday night, they're going to go to a Super They Bowl. haven't given us a reason to go. think that they won't. That's the thing. And that's what Marcus and Kmart are saying yeah, here. And so I think that consistency, there's a lot of teams we're talking about right now that don't have consistency, including the Chiefs that everyone had coming back right. to, to do Would it Would we again. agree with so, this? If they lose a playoff game and he's so-so, will we finally get off the Lamar Hall of Fame bandwagon, Marcus? No, we're going to take a break, I think. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no. He's going to the Hall of Fame. We're going to a break. And Lamar's going to the Hall of Fame. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one... 
The majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We got some quick takes now, and we've got a New Year's gift in the form of Alabama taking on Michigan, going head-to-head in the CFP semifinal at the Rose Bowl on January 1st. Mad Dog, who do you have winning this one? I like Alabama in the game. But remember, they have not played Michigan a running quarterback this year. Milrow runs all over the place, and Michigan in that Big Ten, there's not even McCord in Ohio State. They don't run. I think that's something that I'd be very concerned about. I don't trust Michigan in a big game with Harbaugh. They did not play the end of the season that well at all. They didn't play well against Iowa what at, at, at all. And I'm just, until Harbaugh wins a big game in this format, he's lost the last two badly, TCU and Georgia, I'm going to take Nick Saban. I think Alabama with some momentum, a good win against Georgia, the incredible comeback against Auburn, the Rose Bowl setting, I'll take the Crimson Tide to win that first semifinal. All right, Crimson Tide, that consistency, we love to see it. All right, from college football to the NFL, it came down to a kick as time expired for the Miami Dolphins to seal a 22-20 win over the Dallas Cowboys. Now the Dolphins clinching a playoff berth for the second consecutive season, and it was their first win over a team with a winning record. Now Miami was previously 0-3 in those matchups. Now Mad Dog... How did that win over the Cowboys change Uh-oh. how you think about Uh-oh. the Dolphins? <laughs> I can't believe the Dolphins made such a big deal. Dallas is a horrific road team. I mean, Miami got a penalty on their last drive. Dallas fumbled going into the end zone. I had the over, so that bothered me. <laughs> that, there we go. Yeah, there that's the go. real reason. That's Mark why they're screwed. The over, and he fumbled. I said, what are you doing on Christmas Eve? Anyway, to make a long story short, Miami has not beaten a big team on a road all year. And because they beat the Cowboys, who can't win a road game on a last-second field goal, the idea now that I'm supposed to think that Miami's this big juggernaut in the AFC – I don't buy it. Let me see Miami go win in Baltimore. Then we can have a conversation. Go beat the beloved Lamar, and then we can say something. Then I'll say, oh, you know what? Now I believe. I think Buffalo's still going to win the division. I think Buffalo's going to beat the why Patriots. Why he can't let Lamar live? Oh, come I, on. I'm having fun. With you guys, I got to go the other way a little bit here. I will say Miami will figure out a way to blow the division, and Buffalo will still win the AFC. Baltimore, Lamar and Baltimore, that's your, that's your Cowboys. That's Stevens Cowboys. You and Baltimore. Yeah, a little bit. I don't and I remember last year, Marcus, Miami went to Baltimore and they scored four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Remember that game? Yep. And they killed them. They scored yep. 48 yep. points. Let me see Miami do something like that this week before I believe in them as a big road team or a big team in the AFC. Well, without Tua, they came close to beating the Bills last year late in the season, too. They, too. And they so. played one of the playoffs against them. All right, Marcus, what do you think? Yeah, I, my perception changed because of the defense. I think the defense is getting better. Uh, I still agree with Mad Dog. I'm not like, I'm not calling, calling the church saying we need to have an extra service on Sunday because they beat Dallas on the road. But I do believe Vic Fangio and this defense is starting to get to a point where they are starting to make enough plays to give you a little bit of reservation about if this offense is not having a phenomenal day or putting up 
uh, great numbers. Jalen Ramsey has been phenomenal. This pass rush, Bradley Chubb is starting to show up in games. Van Ginkle, these guys are playing well on that side of the ball. And this was the idea when they went and got Vic Fangio. Because if you remember last year at Cape Martin Mad Dog, this team had the blitz so much that they got scorched a lot last year based on having to do that to try to create pressure on quarterbacks. See, we're getting to a point in the season now where we're trying to figure out where you're trending, right? Like for us, San Francisco and Baltimore have been a consistent team all season long, so you expect them to play well in games. Doesn't mean they are going to lose games, but you don't expect them to have these ups and downs and these flaws that we've seen from the Miami Dolphins or the Dallas Cowboys or other teams that we've seen go up and down. We see Buffalo trending in the right direction at the right time of the year. Josh Allen starting to make plays, um, turn the ball over against uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. But because of what uh, Joe Brady is doing offensively, that's a little bit more insulated now with the way they're able to run the football. But when it comes to Miami, you look for these type of things. We know Miami is a good football team, but can they have a unit or can they make plays in critical moments that gives you a thought that this could show up in a playoff game to help them get over the hump? And I think that defense is starting to come along now. And we know Vic Fangio's history in this league of really good defense and playing at a very high level in critical situations. So that's the only thing that kind of changed my perception about the Dolphins going forward. But I'm with Mad Dog. I did not like the fact that they were only able to score 22 points. And some of that was helped by some egregious calls that were made in that game. And I'm not a kill the ref type guy. So that game, you had one bad road team. You had one team that's not good against good teams. Somebody had to win, and the Dolphins won by a field goal. Um, No, I think I agree with Mad Dog. Baltimore, beating Baltimore would tell me a lot more. They're not going to see the Cowboys anytime soon. They're going to see these AFC teams. I want to see how you stack up against the Bills, how you stack up against Baltimore. So I think those are the two teams in that division, the Chiefs even, the Dolphins have Super Bowl talent on their team, but can they win a Super Bowl? We are not sure, and they got to at least prove that they can hang with these teams. 100%. Let me see. Miami's going to have the, – the, it's right there for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, if Buffalo plays at Miami the last game of the year – you know, yeah. think about Miami right now. They're in the playoffs. They could be the one seed the playoffs, yeah. with a bye. Or – or they yep. could be a six seed. Exactly. So Miami's six got seed. two yep. games to go. If they beat Baltimore and Buffalo, they get a bye. If they lose to Buff- uh, Baltimore but beat Buffalo, they get the three seed. And if they lose to both, they're on the road for three straight games. It is really amazing when you yep. think about Miami yep. with their they're in a postseason, but they could be as high as the best team in the AFC mm-hmm. or right down there at the bottom of the barrel with the yep. Indianapolis mm-hmm. and Houston. So keep right. that in mind with them in the next two weeks. Well, and you talk you know, you talk about the the Bills and if the Bills were to come to them, well they haven't won a road playoff game since what is it, nineteen ninety two. So the, the, the Bills oh, the haven't Bills. won a road wow. playoff game. And so you almost want them playing in Miami get a little bit of that momentum going. But you also want that continuity oh, elsewhere. Yeah. I remember Miami 100%. has not won a playoff you... game. Miami, Marcus, not even interrupt you, I'm sorry. But Miami has not won a playoff game since 2000. So that franchise, it's been 23 years. You would think, really, that Longer they have won a playoff game? I've been alive. That is shocking, guys. People don't realize that. That is shocking. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mad dog, I think we – to to your point, like this is a this is an interesting thought that I had when you start talking about Buffalo. 
We had critical mass with both of these teams, right? Think about where Buffalo is. Buffalo has been kind of lurking around being the team we thought that was going to come out of the AFC and, and, and make a Super Bowl run and get there based on past performances and Josh playing at a very high level. The inconsistency is what has cost them. We look at Miami. They got to make a decision on Tua this year. They got, and I think the decision should be already made. I think he should be the quarterback going into the future. But this, this, this playoffs is going to tell a lot about how this organization is going to think going forward. Tyreek, a hundred million dollars. Jalen Waddle got to get paid. And th- therein lies the problem when you start getting to this point, when you teams like this. All right. Where do we allocate money? And is that money going to show up and pay dividends? This is a critical mass for both of these teams coming down the end of the season. And if Buffalo gets into the playoffs, Miami will be in there. What they do at that point going forward as well. They got to gain that that uh, that uh, that postseason capital to see and it helps. what they're made of.